Hi, I'm Tashi from Paint by Tashi Jade Bell on Instagram. Hi, I'm Yonja from Germavolt. And this is the Beauty Business Podcast, a podcast that focuses on the business and legal aspects of the beauty and fashion industry. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the episode. So today I'm back here uh, by myself without Yonja. Yonja's busy with work, but we wanted to catch up with Hilary Holmes from Home Beauty. And we have her online now. Hi, Hilary. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm so glad you're <laughs> able to make the time for this interview. I understand that you're very busy and um, the weather's not too good in Melbourne as well. Is it ever that good in Melbourne? I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, really? I think you go from freezing cold to like <gasps> scorching hot, don't you? No. We, um, we're currently trying to organise an event and we wanted it to be like really beachy and summery and, and we knew instantly there was no way we were doing it in Victoria. So um, it's just funny how, you know, it could be snowing one one minute and you know 40 degrees the next so um, <laughs> yeah mm. you what how about doing it in byron bay that would be nice well well, well it's funny that you're saying that it might be you yeah. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is. no we um we like to explore all areas of Australia. We're, we're really, um, particularly since we launched and, mm. um, for me, I'm so passionate about, you know, connecting with people in the community in the industry and, and even just our, um, our clients and customers, we, we definitely want to sort of go all over Australia. So we're, we're exploring that and, um, you know, look, I, I met you in the Sydney, the yeah, Sydney event. So that was such a nice event. Thanks for having me. Really it was really it. lovely. Yeah, it was yeah. good, wasn't it? I, I just felt I, like it had a very good vibe. It was um, very positive and the, the space was beautiful as well. Yeah, um, it was it was really lovely having you there and, and I felt really, um, you know, really proud of the Sydney crowd. It, it felt everyone was very interested and mm. um, really engaged and it, it felt it felt like very supported, which was really lovely because I guess the work that I'm doing, you know, not just in beauty but, you know, in the mental health space, you know, mm. to be able to talk about things vulnerably and to be held, um, I thought that you know, was so brave about for you, or that you did that. I mean, and I do want us to talk a little bit more about that. But just for the sake of our audience, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So um, originally I'm from the country. My parents divorced quite early on. Um, so I spent a lot of my childhood, you know, between the country and the city. So I had mm. a very, you know, um, I had really mixed upbringing. So I would walk yeah. the streets of Melbourne and I became very street smart very early on. My mum is and was a heavy alcoholic at the time. So when my parents divorced, my mum took us to the sit to Melbourne and you know, um, yeah. we had to get very straight smart very quickly. Um, mm. So we we, we kind of did that. And then uh, my we then had to go back to live with my, my dad. And, yeah, we went down to Geelong. And Geelong was where I was there for most of my schooling. Um, mm. We had um, lived in both town and then had a farm where I rode horses and was very connected to the land. We had farms. We, you know, ag was, agriculture was a big part of my uh, family kind of um, past and yeah so I was riding horses in year 11 and then my parents pulled me out and my stepmom and my dad pulled me out of schooling in um, year 11 in Victoria and popped me into a school up in Queensland in year nice. 12 um, on the Sunshine Coast which was uh, yeah it was a big move <laughs> um, and so it was just um, especially for a year 12 it's kind of like a bizarre move isn't it like they want well, Totally, like you know, I went stability. Mm. Absolutely, I think stability was something I never got. You know, I was yeah. always um, thrown around, and um, you know, just you know, I don't think stability. You know, when I later worked, you know, um, years later when I started working in chakras, I, I realized my base chakra, which is, you know, your absolute core stability and it's all about your roots and it's all mm. about you know the fundamental things you need as a human to survive I had very little of those met so um mm. so that's okay but yeah I did year 12 there and really didn't like it so I moved back down to Melbourne where I went to Melbourne uni and I studied agricultural science which wow. was 
Okay. I know it's it's very unusual for someone who does beauty. So I come from a very science <laughs> very... I love that. No wonder yeah, you, can, yeah, you yeah. were able to create all these lovely products. <laughs> well, I mean, I think definitely, um, you know, as I later found out when when it comes to makeup, there's mm. so many different ways you can view it, and and I know that mm. so many makeup artists have fine arts backgrounds and are really artistic where mm. I'm very much a practical makeup artist you know the way yes. that I approach everything I do I'm like well if this is my outcome that I want to get how do yeah. I get there and so um yeah so through at the in, in year 12 I sort of when I went to the Gold Coast um, Sunshine Coast I was a really big girl so I started I was really big from sort of puberty onwards um mm mixture of mental health and and genetics and I was like 100 over 100 kilos in at the age of 16 so when I went up to Queensland I was a big girl in a very active tanned skinny surfer community and um I felt really low in confidence so Mm. I you know I found myself sort of attracted to things that would help me feel better and Mm. at the time it was my first ever discovery was uh you know the natural glow bronzer um which gave me life at the time. And then, <laughs> um, and then I uh, sort of found a makeup artist who really allowed me to feel good. I would go to her for my like year 12 formal and mm-hmm. I felt so great. It just, I remember the feeling sitting in the back of the car and yeah. I just, I felt so wonderful. It was such an expression for me. And mm. I felt sort of for the first time in my life that I had a I had a say in how I felt, you know, I was able to sort of say like, you know, I wanted to wear that eyeshadow and I feel really good. And, um, you know, so I went to uni down in Melbourne and I obviously studied and um, I had to work full time and study full time because I didn't have any money and that was really tough. So I found myself sort of, again, tapping into makeup. I would walk any spare. I had a really, um, I had a really tough home life um mm. you know I couldn't afford to live anywhere else but I had to move in back in with my mom uh, mm. when I first started uni and it was a really toxic it was a really sh- yes exactly yeah. um as an alcoholic and someone yeah. with really bad mental health it was very unstable and I had to just sort of even though I was living there, I, I found myself just having to find anywhere to go that wasn't there. So mm. in any of my spare time, I would just wander the streets in the CBD and mm. um, I'd always find myself at a makeup counter and I, I sort of discovered a couple of makeup artists that made me feel good and connected mm. and didn't run, try and push anything on me. And, and it was really in those moments I started discovering a real outlet in my creativity and with makeup. So I kind of I guess that's where sort of the makeup journey started. Um mm. I would then apply some of the knowledge that I grabbed and start doing my friend's makeup for all the uni balls and, you know, it started off from there. Wonderful. Mm. You have such a compelling story and I, um, I'm i just in awe. I mean, because I have a very similar um, childhood um, and once I hit 13 when I was given the keys to the door because what sometimes... Uh, my parents were not phys- well. They once they were physically abusive, but mostly they were mentally and emotionally abusive. Because mm. um, I think my mother also at that time had an undiagnosed uh, mental illness. Because I mm. grew up in Singapore, and we at that time, you know, in that kind of uh, country, there was not much information about mental health. Um, and then later on, I found out that she had uh, OCD. Um, and so I, when I, while growing up, I always felt in when I was in the house, like they would often leave me alone because I was the youngest child. My brother was like much older than me. And yeah. like they would leave me at home when I was like 10, 11, 12 mm. um, with like a slow cooker. <clears throat> with a can of soup in it <laughs> and, oh honey and, and that was supposed to be my sustenance for for mm. um, for the whole day until they came back from work and um very much like you once I you know I got the keys when I was 13 years old where I didn't have to take the school bus anymore um mm. any chance I could I would stay out of the house yeah of course you live, would you weren't yeah. getting your needs met at home you know yeah. you have to go Wow. Yeah, and then um, I did um, 
art as a subject and I found that very therapeutic and I also um, joined the school orchestra so both music and art helped me through um, my early life I think um, and then so I was able to cope in the, in the sense I would numb myself to what my parents would say to me yeah um, because I knew they couldn't lock me out of the house now so Oh, it's, but isn't it interesting? I, I, um, so I, I mean, since, um, probably when I, I mean, I've always explored my mental health, even back when I was high school, I asked to go see a psychologist. Um, you know, I was abused a, a lot as a child, um, mm-hmm. you know, and in different ways. And my, my mum's boyfriend was, um, sexually abusive towards me, and I had mm-hmm. uh, a lot of emotional abuse. Yeah. a lot of emotional abuse from different areas. And I, I've really learnt as I kind of grew up, like you, you know, people ask me all the time, like, could you have, you know, do you really regret what happened? Um, you know, it's so devastating. And, and I I don't actually because I, I feel really, I feel really in my core that those moments of horrible like you never want that. I mean, I've got a, a four-year-old daughter, and and mm. it actually gave me PTSD when I gave birth to her because yeah. I just kept on getting flashes and visualizations around what people could do to her, that what people did to me, that could do to her, and oh, I realized just yes. in those moments how incredible. Like it was just horrible. But I guess what I'm so, and I'm not sure how you feel if you feel the same way, but yeah. every every one of those hardships, I became the most resilient. I I didn't. I didn't just want to survive you know I have survived and there's a lot yeah. of things that are in my nature that are to do with survival you know control mm-hmm. um you know all these different things I've done to survive but in order to be the resilient strong driven person initially driven by my trauma and all of those things now I wouldn't change any of that because you said you found music and and creative expression as a way of um, finding joy in the in the world. Had maybe those situations not occurred, you wouldn't have discovered that you needed something like that. You know, mm. you wouldn't have mm. you you were taken it for granted. And and mm. I I'm really I do feel the same way as you that I found creative outlets and and I did a psilocybin ceremony last week um, oh, as a part okay. of my trauma. And a big part of that was discovering that music is a huge part of who I am, and it and does music help, has, doesn't it? I yeah. Think. Oh, more. It's amazing. Uh, um, I don't know. I think there's just some. I mean, there are many studies on this about the ties of how music therapy helps with mm. um, coping with trauma and and mental health. Um, yeah, I think I don't. Well, I can't say I regret it because it happened. And I don't think I could have changed anything because it wasn't in my power to. Um, it mm. did. I felt it did help me to a point when I was um, working as a lawyer. But mm. when I was working on, as a lawyer, it was very long hours and high in a very high stress environment. And eventually, I, I, you know, I couldn't cope because, you know, even though my mother was so cruel to me. Uh, there mm. were periods where my my brother li- now lives in the U.S. He would, they would just ignore me, right? So my my brother and my mother were the ones who, um, were the abusive ones. Um, mm. My dad, to a certain extent, um, but um, they, when mm. they needed me to do things, like my brother would say, "Oh, um, mom's ill and she's starving." Mm. And then my first instinct was not, oh, too bad. My first instinct was I would stand up and go to see my boss and say, I have to go to Singapore today. I'm sorry. Mm. I'll work while I'm there. Um, so, yeah, you know, things are like you that. Are you the eldest? No, I'm the youngest, actually. Mm, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, there's a huge age gap between myself and my brother. Um, and mm. I think that's why we never uh, became friends, so to speak. Yeah, and I always felt like an outsider because Dad would have had his accounting practice in two countries, so Singapore and Malaysia, and so he was away from the house quite a fair bit. So then it was just my mother and my brother, and um, 
they did make my life very difficult. So like you, you know, I would try to walk the streets. It was good that I was part of the orchestra and I did art as a subject because on the mm. weekends we could go to the studio and I would go to mm. the studio to hide or I would be in orchestra practice. Um, and like you, it did make me a resilient person, but to only to a certain extent, like, 10 years in the legal profession in the firm that I worked in, which was a large international firm, um, mm. I just couldn't hack it. I had a nervous breakdown and it got rid of me. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, and this is what I think I've done in my business is I, it's such, the universe has got its path for you and, you know, mental health will follow you everywhere you go. And, and I've seen this with so many people in my life and, and, you know, people in my chair that you can run away as fast as you can away from your troubles and, and any of your, you know, mental health, you know, um, areas that need work. But if you don't, it'll follow you everywhere you go in, in your relationships, in what happens. And obviously, you know, uh, you obviously hugely successful with your career Um you know, it's interesting how it finds you, isn't it? Like it's sort of, um, it's something that I'm really passionate about that, you know, people find it very interesting that I'm mixing mental health with beauty. But I, 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 I really... it's a fantastic job that you're doing that, really. I mean, I wanted mm. to stand up and clap when you, and, and, and <laughs> applaud you for the strength and brave bravery that you displayed when you talked about it and, and, and the way you talked about it was in a in a particular way that it you know I think a lot of people were able to receive it because you know it's sometimes I think you understand right sometimes we can't really talk about mental health issues as as they are with m most people in the world unless they too have the same issues but yeah well I mean I mean I'm about opening up the conversation to everyone I mean I trust me after the work that I've done and how much I've deep dived into mental health mm. every single interaction we have with someone is laced in some capacity by their mental health you know like mm. it could be in their you know in every relationship I see around me and and the more I conscious I become we are all a product of our mental health we're all a product of our experiences and you know to think that um yeah, I mean, that's why for me it's so important to open up and be vulnerable, you know, in the face of people who are more shut down and, and told not to talk about it, that to pretend everything's perfect. And, you know, I'm about smashing away those walls and ideals mm. that, you know, mm. this these fake and unrealistic beauty standards and, mm. and everything that exists to purely allow us to set up because ultimately that entire construct <laughs> is designed to have a, to, to create poor mental health. Mm, so it's like, it's like everything that's built around us is telling us not to talk about the very issues is create is created by that very same, um, you know, construction of our society. So for me, I, I'm going to say, I want to mirror that back and say, well, you know, let's say in the sake of beauty, yeah. you've told me my, my whole life that I am overweight. You've told me my whole life that I'm not good enough. You have told me my whole life that I'm not rich enough. I'm not cool enough, that I'm not worthy enough to wear your makeup or because, you know, I'm just not at your level. But you then feed me on that to ensure that I'm so insecure that I'll go out and do anything I can to be mm. that person. Mm. And I think that whole that whole structure in our society is, is so horribly flawed. And for me, I want to sort of change the direction of beauty to say, I don't want you to try and have to aspire to be someone else. I'm not asking you to reach a beauty standard mm -hmm. that exists because those standards and those emulations do not, they'll never happen. You'll never, I, I always say in my master classes, um, mm -hmm. you know, education is a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to look like someone else or you're trying to change how you look, then you have it all wrong because unless you're going to go out and get a face transplant, mm. you're not going to change the way that you look. Mm. And so I'm about sort of saying to people, can you really just take a couple of minutes and stare at your face and tell me what do you see? And more than that, how do you best want to support that? You know, mm. I hear time and time again of, you know, I've had thousands upon thousands of people in my makeup chair and I've been so lucky with the clients that I've worked with. It's really important to me to work with the everyday person and mm. and I get to hear all of their insecurities. And the big thing I say is, you know, 
if you don't like your hooded eyes, I will teach you how to make your eyes look more open. But if you do not accept what you have in front of you, Mm. then you will spend your whole life hating the very thing that you have that you cannot change. So Mm. you either accept it and show off the things about you that you love or you sit in this energy that we all sit in and that the society wants us to sit in and that is of not accepting us for ourselves and always not feeling worthy enough to be a part of society and I'm here with my business with my message with what I do on this planet Mm. to change that energy to 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 give the person who needs to hear it the the opportunity to feel in themselves entirely worthy as they are, you know, and so back yeah. your beauty is our hashtag and that's a really important message for me. Mm. My God, I'm so in awe. I mean, it's just, so, you, you are amazing. I mean, that you've managed <laughs> to channel all of that negative energy into something extremely positive with what you're doing of your classes and you know your mental health awareness it's funny actually amazing thank you I mean it's funny because in the mental health work that I've done I've (laughs) we've discovered quite strongly uh how much I don't like rules and I don't like being told even the rules that I put on myself um Mm. I really am a very rebellious person Mm. and so anytime I feel like uh, an entity, a person, uh, a movement, a meme, a trend mm. is telling me how to be. Mm. I simply, with all of my being, put both of my hands up and then I raise that middle finger because mm. I just can't be told how to exist anymore. I was told after being abused as a child to remain silent. I was told when I was bullied at high school that that's my fault. I was told that when I had to move university campuses because boys spread horrible sexual rumours about me that didn't that wasn't true, you know, I was told to ignore it. It's just like my whole life I've been told to be less than, to be mm. quiet, and and I just can't do it anymore. I just refuse yeah, not yeah. to. And, I'm, and, yeah. and if anyone wants to be, ju- like, judgy, to judge anyone Mm. on wanting to stand up to that then that is purely for me that is a purely a product of the very problem that put put me in a situation to begin Mm. with so yeah i I mean i have to say life is hard isn't it i mean well i mean you have to be the very lucky few who go through life without any any issues and i just love how you're spreading a message of being true to yourself being empowered and breaking the rules. I mean, because society does place a lot of unrealistic rules on us to look a certain way, to talk a certain way, to dress a certain way. So I really it's, love... It's all geared. The, yeah, the philosophy it, that you yeah. have. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's all geared to um, subjecting us to some kind of... I don't I wouldn't know how to say it, like um, almost like... Um, peer pressure or kind of you become slaves to the system maybe Um, absolutely and look tashi i'll tell you one thing and that is there is not one person on this earth that has everything perfect there is Mm. not one person the moment that we can accept that life is more harder than it is easy, that every day we'll have challenges, that we'll have things that will make us feel frustrated and sad. Mm. The moment that we start to recognise that the moments that bring joy, happiness and fulfilment are so much more special. And I really have had to learn over the years and, and, you know, in, in a lot of false situations, but I really am just okay now and I'm starting to really accept that life actually for the most part is hard and mm. I I can either choose to look at them as a really negative, horrible situation or if mm. I just go, you know what, like every day I have to consciously choose how what energy and if you follow me on social media, you'll see that I do a lot of work around yes, what energy. Do. How do you want to? How do you want to back yourself today? How what what are you going to do about your energy today that will change the way that today will go? And for me, it's like you know, for example, last night I was up all night with my children. It was literally mm. like the worst night, and I am so exhausted. And I was up all night. 
I then had to get to work at seven this morning to do Gosh. extra work before staffs. And then mm. I'm, you know, I'm working till five tonight. I'll go pick mm. up my kids from daycare. However, in amongst all of that, I have found so many opportunities to laugh. When I'm feeling stressed, yeah. I recognize mm. it and I acknowledge it and I give space for it, mm. but I don't let it run my day. I just, we, it's up to ourselves. No one is going to save us. No one is going to come riding up on that bloody, you know, white horse to tell mm. you that everything's mm. perfect. So the moment we can accept that things are just bloody tough, mm. It's the moment that we actually just start to recognize that life's pretty cool. So I don't know. It's just, um, I. So wise. I think that's, it's, it's like you said, you're a very practical person. And, and I think you're, you're very wise as well. Um, and I guess because you had to grow up very quickly, I think because of your background, it's also made you a very resilient person. I want us to talk about home beauty. I mean, like, because sure. when I first met you and you were talking about, your background and I just found it so amazing that you were able to channel all of that past uh, you know hurt and issues into something very mm. beautiful and also very practical so could, could you for our audience talk more about home beauty was the inspiration be behind it what are you trying to you know achieve with home beauty um the inspiration behind home beauty is you i mean i i want to create a product when i am i i want to create a brand that speaks to the 90 percent of of people who are not being spoken to i find it very fascinating that wow. in 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 the marketing world and in the product world and in all of the things that we do no one speaks to the actual person who is using the product or needs to hear it constantly in our marketing and in constantly in, in, in business that everyone speaks to the, the really skinny girls they speak to yeah. girls with clear skin they speak to the, <laughs> exactly. the rich girls and i'm like what yeah, the fuck who's so speaking to me realistic isn't it i mean <laughs> Let's, yeah, yeah i, I don't get it like um you know how why is somebody who's like 25 26 doing an ad for retinol does not make no, but sense that's the whole to me idea. It's just, it doesn't make sense I, i'm just constantly shocked that you know like the people they get as ambassadors and all these people and it's like it's just anyway look i can go for, on for hours so what i wanted to do was which is create a brand that speaks to the person that's actually buying the product that feels unseen unheard unsupported and unacknowledged in their own beauty routine. And I, I want to be able to give them the space, the, the product, the message and the opportunity to finally see themselves for their glorious selves, mm. own their faces. I want to teach them how to use makeup and not feel intimidated by it. Mm. I want to give them product that is performance-driven, full of beautiful ingredients. I want to, obviously, I'm a makeup artist as a career and my and my goal is build my product is it performs beautifully under mm. tougher conditions and and it is I, I mean the product we developed our first one the home base primer has gone completely crazy and mm. it's become quite a little I really cult like product it. yeah it is a cult product i i really enjoy thank you it. it's very beautiful lovely and well very well formulated <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah i mean i i think when you're a makeup me being a makeup artist and having used so many products before i was I'm, i've always really enjoyed experiencing every type of product i i knew exactly what i wanted to do and i think like you said with my science background i really was mm. able to see you know my, my my manufacturers laugh all the time they're like no one sees product the way you see product hillary like really? you're seeing it on a yeah, yeah that's um, so cool thank you yeah. yeah we're doing we're doing good we're a year old this this month and um yeah, it's all kind of happening. Congratulations for being thank you and hitting out status. And I really like yeah. the fact that you came out with primers in two shades, like you catered to a darker shade as well, which I think is kind of missing, isn't it, in the market? I mean, a lot. Well, of there isn't actually a primer that is. Yeah, there is no shaded primers in the market, and and I'll have to precast that and say, like, obviously, I'm a small business that I don't have millions and billions of dollars in backing i am little old me doing this and mm. so yes we had we started off with one shade which was bang we've now added a darker shade which is boom but we still have three more shades to come out oh, so wow. 
Okay. We'll be having we'll be having more tone reach. Um, I think the two tones we have are really great, but we're going to bring yeah, out a, yeah, a very very good, yeah, a pale one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we uh, there isn't anything. The reason, and I I never want to feel like you know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of media and a lot of social media kind of conversation around dupes at the moment and and mm. like and always comparing products but mm. I would like to think that we really stand alone I don't I don't know there's another primer in the market that does what we do and no, and there isn't. um yeah yeah I've, and I've so tried a lot of primers in my in in my life as um a beauty content creator no I, yeah no it is very special for those listening make sure you go and get yourself one plus the thank you brush as well <laughs> yeah no the brushes really have gone like crazy yeah thank you yeah we it, um it, I yeah it's so easy to clean as well and it's yes. um it's a very gentle brush I really like it yeah it's thank well you done. yeah I I think when I started my career as a makeup artist we didn't have vegan brushes and I became quite addicted to a natural fiber and mm. and it was when obviously vegan came out you know five yeah. years ago I was like oh I don't like vegan because every vegan brush I tried I just hated and then mm. um I've discovered this bristle that I'm obsessed with and I'm so mm. happy that it's in all of our brushes and the fiber is so soft and so it mimics if not better than a natural fiber and just works so well with you know obviously we know that synthetic fibers are actually better with makeup application anyway because mm, they're true. not going to absorb the product yeah. and mm, I agree so yeah so mm. no it's um thank you I um I have been told by a number of people that um, you know, like obviously from being Melbourne, I don't know a lot. Um, you know, Sydney's definitely got a very different beauty community and I'm so mm. excited to meet all these people and a number of people are like, oh my God, Tashi's like the OG. She, this girl knows products. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. It's, it's kind of, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to be called OG. It's like showing no. my age. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, no, you're, that's never undervalue that. You're yeah. a pioneer. Like I, um, sorry, it's just like my my childhood upbringing that is making me, you know, like question you, yourself. Yeah, because like you know, my parents would constantly say, "Oh, X Y Z cousin has you know been promoted," mm. and and that sort of stuff. And I think coming from an Asian background, the way I had to cope with it was to ignore it, accept it, and ignore it, and just not rebel against it because rebelling would have huger consequences like bad consequences if I did you know like being locked out of the house or something like that but but anyway I I um, get it I really get it it's funny like you know I've heard many a time from people saying oh you paint you paint makeup you paint people's faces for a job and I I just look at people who question your right to find a life path that is fulfilling and uplifting to your soul and mm. if they question that I simply put the mirror back on them and go like you know where are they at with their own life to question that in, yeah, and no. to What's take away from painting people's happiness? faces I love painting people's oh, faces mate but that's how dare they oh, totally I've just said to you in the past it's always a boy but I've always they've always like I said that's your limited that's your limited knowledge mate like you know actually there's what a I lot do of I things can... go that go into, you know, in quotation marks, painting a face. I mean, like, you have to understand, like, the, the you know, the structure of the face, the quality of the skin, the science behind, like, skincare, and, you know, the science behind the products that you apply as well. And, you know, every product has a different effect. And there's so much knowledge that you need and experience behind it to be able to, you know, do the beautiful work that you do on, on, on your clients. So how dare they? Uh, well, it's funny. There's there's that part which is very technical. It's it's yeah. a lifetime of experience. But then there's also the really big one, which is I don't I'm I don't paint people's faces. I create opportunity to sit somebody in my chair so that I can connect with them and get to know them from a vulnerable place to mm. show them that they are stunning and wonderful mm. and beautiful and that they in themselves are perfect and that is not painting a face. This mm, is about changing so the way yeah. that people are fundamentally feeling about themselves and that mm. that is that's impact to me. Yeah, I think so. You sound like a therapist. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I've had, I think you I've are. had so much therapy. I've literally yeah. been I've been the therapist since I was 
you know, I've been going to therapy. I mean, I've been seeing my current therapist weekly for the past mm. um, 12 months and I've been seeing therapists my whole life. So mm. my my emotional intelligence is up there but I mean, it's one thing to yeah. it's one thing to know something it's another to do so true, you know, I'm not I'm true. not I'm not this messiah I'm just a very preachy passionate person <laughs> and I love that passion and drive that you have and and so you've come out with uh, two beautiful highlighters as well that they're, they're quite different I think from every, anything else that I've yeah. tried yeah because it's sort of like gel like and it then dries down to a powder it's very beautiful it's a look. I was just saying this to someone. I had someone come in and they said, Oh my God, I absolutely love them. But what you have to understand the formulation and understand mm. how they work to accept it. Because obviously, we're so used to either having a liquid and we're used yeah. to having a powder. And so, what I've designed is a the highlighters are designed to be used very lightly. And I think also the highlighter, we talked about this at the event, right? Like mm. the highlighter market is very metallic very pigmented and becoming too addicted about this glow very but they've Jeffrey forgotten actually star in your eye yeah, mm. yeah and it's it. not my approach to makeup is i would like someone to walk you walk past someone and the people mm. like wow she looks or he looks amazing i don't mm. know what it is but they just look beautiful and i don't want people to question when you're wearing my makeup and say wow you're wearing a lot of makeup I want it to be wow you look gorgeous and I don't know what it is you know it's about that seamlessness and these highlighters are designed to dry down to really because I I mean I was just saying to the girls my team just Mm. before that I try products new new brands all the time and I I put on a liquid a very one of the world's best um, brands I put on one of their liquid highlighters the other day and it was gone within two hours because liquid highlighters well, they don't, they don't hold liquid highlighters, you know, mm. they're, they're movable. So I wanted to create a formulation that was water-based, that dried down. It mm. still dries down to look like it's still a liquid, but it holds tight, even tighter than a powder, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I've been mm. really enjoying it and, and I've been using it quite a lot. Very impressive. Oh, yay. Yeah, Thank I you. It. I hope you come out with more colours. Like, yeah, I will. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just obviously I'm a small business, so I can only so sl- Yeah, you have to come out with it slowly because, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you're yeah. one year in only, and uh, you've already done so many uh, amazing things. I mean, I know when we're launching, I'm so excited for you to get the next thing. We're launching something in two weeks' time, and I am so excited yeah. about this launch. I cannot <laughs> tell you. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Mm, great so, well yeah keep your eye out and i'll send you some yeah fingers crossed um yeah <laughs> so i mean i know that you're a mother as well and then you're running this amazing business and you're also a makeup artist i mean with such a busy schedule how do you maintain you know sanity and work-life balance um i don't <laughs> you don't you just um, go with the flow no Oh, look, at the moment, a big conversation in my life Mm. is that um, I'm working too much and, you know, um, I'm feeling, you know, I get to work because at the moment we've got really heavy, um, like, building roadworks around us. So I, the Mm. traffic has been really horrific in the past couple of months. Um, Mm. So I've been getting to work at 7am to skip peak hour and all the congestion because it takes me and then, like, it will take me an hour or two to get to work. So Mm. I end up just getting on the roads as soon as I wake up and then I do my makeup on the other side and Mm. and I go and pick up the kids. I leave work at 4.35. So Mm. I'm working too much and then I'll go home and put the kids to bed and have a really crazy... And then I keep on working, which is really just... It's not sustainable. And, And to be honest with you, whilst this business and this message is my absolute core core purpose it's I can't exist I can't exist purely in it I have to I've got two incredible beautiful very funny wonderful children that Mm. uh, one's only Obi's only 20 months and Adelaide's four and you know they're at a really crucial you know Adelaide as a she's very emotional and Obi is very full-on and I have to be present and and at the moment that's not I look I'm I'm definitely, and I like to be very transparent on my social media. Like I got up there yesterday and said, back, mm. you know, I'm really struggling with the balance and, mm. but I'm working towards being really smart and, and, yep. you know, like I decided at the, um, I decided a couple of weeks ago that I just, you know, I'm juggling too many balls. So I've mm. decided, um, 
that at the end of this year, I unfortunately will have to stop and step away from being a makeup artist um, for you know um, clients. Mm-hmm. I decided that mm-hmm. I I just can't do everything, and and in order for me to see my kids, um, I I've been working on Saturdays for the past fifteen years, and mm. I've literally only seen my husband one day a week for the past fifteen years. Wow! So, okay. Is, um, do you have a supportive husband? I have the most absolutely incredible husband oh that's nice i met him at uni and he's um i i always say that if if life continued to hand me the hardest life ever and if i still had him as my husband i I really think that i've i've been really blessed to have him he's um yeah i I feel the same way as well i i feel very fortunate that i have a husband who's very kind yeah like you i feel very fortunate even though you know there have been a lot of hurdles in my life that um I have such a supportive and kind husband who mm. you know I because I think it's very hard for him to see me go through my depressive episodes because I'll be you know I'll be open out about it because and I have been open told you know shared this on social media I self-harm as well so yeah. it is very hard for him to see that kind of thing but you know we've come to a, a a a point in 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 life where i mean i see my psychiatrist every friday um yeah. and he's fabulous but i mean there are times where i can't help it i have to um do something to myself and we have an agreement yeah. that if i do do something to myself that he is present um so oh it has it must be it's very damaging for him. Yeah, it's very traumatic yeah. for him. Yeah. So, so. Um, but gosh, yeah. isn't that love? Yeah, you know? it is love. Um, wow. But hard. Yeah. Very, very hard for him. Um, I'm very lucky, and I'm so happy I mean, I, yeah. that you have um, an equally supportive husband. I have to. Um, it's a lot to carry to be the partner of it is, someone it? who has mental mm. health. And my husband is a rock. And But, I mean, a really big conversation for me this year has been to identify how I can nurture him more in the relationship. And, mm. um, you know, there's lots of pressure that I put him under. Like, you know, he never asked. He never, you know, when he, I started dating him, I dated him when I was, we've been together for 14 years. I started seeing him when I was mm. 23. And, you know, he never... I was just a girl who did ag back in those days and so he's seen my path go through this and he never asked for a business he never asked for any of those things but he Mm. supported it wholeheartedly the whole way but you know he gets the person at the other end the stress the I mean I was just crying to him on the phone yesterday morning while he was away on business and and I I recognize that that I I choose I'm choosing this year and my intention is to show up to to him as a partner that he deserves and to create space for him and um that's that's requiring a lot of work because i'm naturally quite a you know um, workaholic aren't you yeah but i I think you are a workaholic (laughs) i am but that's that's a that's a learned thing i you Mm. know i never was i used to be pretty lazy but um Mm. but now like that's why i've decided to retire off the floor from makeup clients and focus entirely on home beauty because i can then work monday to friday instead and then have the weekends to, to support him and see him and I'm just really starting to make very, you know, if you know me personally, know that I like to juice the orange of life and every day I get up to actively choose how that day can, um, you know, be wonderful. And and I do Mm. accept that some days it's not. And, um, but, uh, you know, I've sadly lost, you know, a few friends very young to brain cancer and different cancers. And and I've recognised one thing and that is life is so precious and short that I just really want to focus my attention on not thinking that my job and social media and, you know, all of the ego, because, you know, in my my mental health work, my ego Mm. represents itself through work and through social media. So... As a, as a small snippet. That's, so, that's the same as me. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's everyone. Everyone. Yeah. It, wow. It, oh, my God. Yeah. Social media, our ego, for the majority of people in this, in our age brackets, you know, and younger, our ego mm. represents itself through social media. Like how many people will construct a social media post in their head when they're talking to someone, you know, like it's such become an ingrained part of what we do. And, and I recognise that that 
social media and and my job isn't actually Hillary Holmes. Mm. Like that is that is a uh, you know one that facet is, of you. Yeah, totally. But mm. actually, the true pure Hillary Holmes is actually someone very different entirely. And and I need to start very much focusing on that person and giving and creating space um, mm. for that person to thrive. Because if I build my entire existence off the back of my career and social media, then I've not lived, you know, I've really just, I fulfilled other people's ideas of what life is. And so for me, I'm very much exploring how to support my husband and myself more away from the business and social mm. media to ensure that, you know, I'm not running myself into the ground and that I'm really, really being very present with my life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're taking the right step and, you know, sending you lots of positive vibes and good wishes on on this plan i mean but such a shame i mean you do beautiful makeup on people i'm sure I know. clients will be crying like why hillary yes but you'll well, just yeah, ha- they'll just have to turn up to your master class and learn how to do it themselves exactly yeah. well that's the, that's the whole point right is that yeah. if, you know by me my, by me turning off that part of the business means that i can then touch point so many more people by mm. doing bigger master classes i've been able to travel mm. the world and see people who want you know i i'm not just by turning off the service base you know thing from south melbourne doesn't mean that i'm i'm still gonna i'm gonna stop makeup entirely like i'm still a makeup artist i'll be still doing makeups you know i'll be doing them for my business and my campaigns and for Mm. you know branded situations but you know um people want to and i and absolutely i will never we were just talking about this today actually with my business with my team that Mm. we have to always remember the number one focus for this business is is the is you is the client and if Mm. and every decision we make has to make sure that we're not losing touch of that i don't want to become removed from that connection Mm. point to client so every decision we make is about ensuring that we don't move away from uh, the very thing that makes us very unique, and that is our touch point with clients. Brilliant. That's brilliant. And yeah, mm. I'm going to stand up and p- applaud you again. <laughs> so inspiring and so em- empowering. Um, so I think we've, we've talked through quite a fair bit, and there's so many things that we could talk to, talk about. I think we could talk for hours. I know. But, well, um, I mean, you've got such a beautiful energy and and i gave you a really big cuddle at the oh you were so sweet so. yeah and i had to i, I said awesome. i had to give you a hug as well because i mean i think this 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 was really the first experience well there were others with some other brands but with you it was so raw and it was very mm. authentic and it was very honest and i i loved how you delivered it and so i was like oh can i give you a hug because i could see a vulnerability as well i mean uh, the you know mental health issue is like almost like a selling point unfortunately um for yeah. some brands when they're talking about mental health awareness but it's not but it's very plastic it's not real. Well, it's tokenistic, right? Yeah, you know, tokenistic. It's like, let's mm. tick the box on this issue mm. and move on. You're right. It is very tokenistic. But with you, it well, was so true, you know? It's the, it's a lot of things. So for me, nothing I do. I mean, like, <laughs> the more you get to know me, the more like I will only do what I believe in. And a big part of what we do as well is, um, I mean, I think in Australia, Australia can be very tokenistic because... It's such a white environment Mm. that's so patriarchal and there's so many parts of it that are just old school. And big thing for me is even like skin tone representation and just diversity in the clientele that we have. And I get Mm -hmm. so frustrated at the lack of diversity. And I I see time and time again brands being very tokenistic with their approach to it and inviting like even for events like one dark person and being like tick. And you would get this, Tashi, I'm sure, that you'd work, you'd rock up and always be that tokenistic Asian, Asian yeah. person at the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that is not how I approach it. You know, we're doing our event, like I said, in a couple of weeks' time. And, you know, the initial thing came and I was like, no, where's I, – I need to feel not just one – I don't want to have a token people. Like, I want to get people who are doing amazing things in their fields that are, that are using their voice to create positive social change. And, and that's important that we create a platform. Like I've said this time and time again – when I did our Women of Colour Masterclass a few months ago, that 
I'm not just there to say, hey, I'm here to support you. I'm saying, hey, I want to create a platform for you. I want you to be able to use your voice and for me to be your hype girl whipping you on the side saying you can do this, you know. So um, I I get the whole tokenistic thing. It's just like so not what I'm about. I'm really about um, hearing stories and listening and, and really creating space for the people who have never felt heard before. And in Australia we know that. You know, there's a lot of people who haven't heard, haven't felt heard before. That's so true. I I so agree with you. Mm. Well, we're coming up to um about an hour now, and I need to let you go because you have to go pick up your kids. <laughs> but where can people find Home Beauty? So we're based in South Melbourne, uh, down in Victoria. We um we're just in the process of sort of changing the dynamics of the salon. Currently, it's a very big salon space but we're actually um converting it a little bit actually today we just had planning conversations about it so we are available from the it's called home hq um it's where we work from as artists um and we work from as a home beauty and business so you can come in there anytime oh Oh, wow okay cool it's something that we're going to be sort of i really don't want to again like i said to you i don't want to lose that touch point so um as much as the business is steering towards more of an office space environment yeah um i always want to make sure the door is open that people can come in and talk to us and for us to try the product on them and you know i've got i've got artists that work for me and it's very important that you know um we're there so we've got that and um i've got the two well i've got the two business arms which is me on social media which is hillary Mm. homes makeup and then i have the business which is home beauty so you'll see lots of the makeup artistry me in as myself and you know me in business on hillary homes makeup and then home beauty is the product line and, and where we're sort of really wanting to change the game in beauty in australia so it's not you, the world. I, yeah, no, you're going to conquer the world. I have that feeling. Yeah. I, yeah, I, have that feeling. I think you can do it. Um, so uh, where can we find your products online at Home Beauty? Yeah, homebeauty.com. Um, yeah. The entire range is there. Um, yeah. We're about to launch um, a product. I a highly, product. Yeah. highly yeah. recommend yeah. that you jump on and become a subscriber for us. Yeah, I, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. I had a really strong thing at the start that we don't want to use our email edms um, with our clients to be very sales pushy but it's mm. actually what we're wanting to do is create a community where we are really supportive through you know giving education giving like discounts giving you know all of these bonuses to the online community so i'd highly recommend jumping on becoming a subscriber because mm. we're about to do some really cool so things our first birthdays next week so we do this at homebeauty.com right exactly to sign yep. up as a subscriber and we should also follow you on your social media platforms which is hillary home makeup as well as home beauty amazing yeah that's so cool thank you so much for mm. your time hillary I, you know um i know it's been hard for for you to um uh, make the time because you're so busy but <laughs> that picture where you I, sent me I where know, you were I'm so, sorry. so tired <laughs> I'm so like, sorry. Just, no, don't no. apologize. I totally understand. I mean, like you're making waves already in your first year. I mean, you know, um, and I, w- I wish you more continued success and, you know, even better successes in life. Thank you so much you, Hillary, for your time. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, I mean, truly appreciate you listening in. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on our website, thebeautybusinesspodcast.com and Instagram at thebeautybusinesspodcast. And on Facebook at The Beauty Business Podcast. Feel free to email us at info at thebeautybusinesspodcast.com or DM us if there are any issues you would like us to cover. Thank you. Thank you, and we hope you will join us for our next episode.